Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Autumn Miles. I've missed you guys so much. Starting year four of the Autumn Miles show. So excited about this. We will have our official anniversary here in a couple of weeks. We are recording on a day that we're celebrating 10 years as Autumn Miles Ministries. So listen, emotions are high. You don't know what I'm going to say today. It's going to be good. Today, we're going to talk about this. So many people ask this question, why, God, why did you allow this? Why? Don't you want to know why? I do. Half the time, I want to know why. (laughs) Why did you ask me to do this? Why did you allow allow this to happen? We're going to talk about that in just a second. Thank you guys so much for following along. Welcome all my podcasters out there. Welcome to the show. Today, I totally understand that you might not catch the broadcast in uh, North Texas at 3.30 every day, but a lot of you guys are podcasting this show. And I mean, we were, I was blown away when we saw our numbers. So welcome to the show, my podcast people. Listen, follow us along for daily uh, encouragement on social. A lot of you guys do. We hear from you guys all the time. Um, it's really, really funny how... Um, I was I don't I was at my son's basketball game the other day and um I started I started talking to my son, actually screaming at him because he was playing basketball. Granted he's four and um I was cheering him on and there was someone sitting close to me and said, Are you Autumn Miles? <laughs> and you know why they recognized my voice? I think it was because I was screaming at my son. No, I don't know. I don't know. But it's so precious. Um, You're everywhere. You guys will hear my voice and you're like, I know that's Autumn Miles. But anyway, if you want to, if you want to follow along a little bit more, um, you know, see what I look like rather than hear my screaming voice, uh, you could go to social media. We have so much stuff that we put out there and so many opportunities for you to get involved in the ministry. Um, It's not just radio. I mean, we've got uh, society groups that are going to relaunch here here pretty soon. I mean, um, it is, it's just join us, join us. I do videos uh, a lot of times um, on social media as well. Lots of encouraging things. There's lots of ways for you to join. So follow us over there, you know, and hopefully you'll be encouraged. We hope so. If you're not, I'm sorry, but we're trying (laughs) over here. Um, Let's get to this. God, why did you allow this? I'm telling you what, there has been some things in my life that I have looked at the Lord almost, you know, proverbially pointed my finger at the Lord and said, why did you? Why did you? And let's be honest with this question. Some of this stuff is incredibly difficult to take. When I, I remember the first time I really, I, I was bold enough to say it. You know, Dan, some things you want to say to God, but you just don't. Right. Uh, I was bold enough to finally say it. I was in the middle of my first marriage and I felt God knocking on my heart and um, I was thinking it. And here it's so ridiculous because God knows exactly what we're thinking, uh, you know, at all times. But it was the first time when I was in that marriage getting abused that I actually verbalized what I had been thinking for a couple of years. 
Why did you, uh, if you are so good, why did you allow this? And once I verbalized that, um, there was a freedom almost that took place. You know what I realized, Dan? God can handle it. He knows what we're thinking. He can handle it when we verbalize, God, I don't get it. I've got cancer. I don't get it. So-and-so passed away. I don't get it. Why would you allow this to happen? And um, sometimes these questions, uh, when we actually verbalize them and we allow the grace of God to come in, he leads us to an understanding that we would never have had unless we were bold enough just to say, you did this, you allowed this. I know that you had the power to stop it. But you didn't stop it. Why? I just think that there's so much freedom there. So we're going to talk about that um, uh, today. And I feel I just feel the spirit of God on this. We were wondering if we had already done the show (laughs) in our production meeting. But, you know, we're rocking it anyway. Okay. sometimes God allows bad things to happen to us. Listen, as far as the death of a loved one, the words we just lost my mother-in-law um, a, a few months ago. It was horrific. It was terrible. Um, you know, it was it was one of those things where it's like, you know, we knew we knew that life and death are in the Lord's hands. They are not in our hands. Um, we knew it was something that God was in, but it was incredibly hard for us to sort of pick up the pieces after that. Sometimes God allows bad things to happen to us. And it's very, very interesting. Sometimes those bad things, um, no matter what they are, they are something that God allows into our life to experience, to reposition us for things that we have been praying for all along. Okay. Now, Hang with me here because uh, uh, it's this. This is sort of hard for our human mind to understand. Um, when I stood there and I and I kind of kind of shook my hand, 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 arm, hand, fist at the Lord um, in that first marriage almost twenty years ago, and I said, "You know what, God? Why did you allow this? What I had been actually wanting was freedom." from from that situation. I wanted the marriage to get better. I wanted God to deliver me in some way. I knew that there was a calling on my life even even then. I knew. You just know when the spirit of God is 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 calling you to something. Um when I shook my hand he, oh, fist <laughs> Man, I'm rusty. First day recording of the year. Oh, Lord, get me through. When I shook my fist at the Lord and said, why did you allow this? God knew what my heart desired, which was to be used, which was to um, to influence people, which was to be a light in the world. He knew what I desired. I had no idea that what I was going through then at that portion of my life would literally be the foundation of redemption that launched the ministry to which we are celebrating 10 years today. I had no idea. All I saw was what God allowed. I didn't see what he was going to maneuver me to do because of what he allowed back then. We have got to share our perspective. I've got some, um, I've got some 
you know, scripture for you. I'm going to talk about Joseph. I've been talking about Joseph a lot lately because I love him. That's why I'm talking about him. Joseph had a dream. Here we have jo- Joseph outing his dream to his brothers, okay? He's he's saying, listen, I had a dream. Y'all are going to bow down to me. Congratulations. I'm awesome. You're not. Okay, that's totally odd. I'm paraphrased. And you can, you can find the story in Genesis. Um, but here we have this, this man with this enormous dream. And he, he is, he is uh, finding, feeling, and experiencing the calling of God on his life through these dreams. God is letting him in. He's giving him visions and dreams of what is going to happen in the future. It's coming, okay? When he outs his dream to those around him, his literal life falls apart. Now, listen. He is then taken. He is then sold. Uh, his brothers, well, they don't like him anyway because uh, Jacob favored him so much and gave him a coat of many colors. And congratulations, he was the favorite child. So his brothers all already have problems. By the way, don't pick out a favorite child. That's not cool. Okay, it's just it's just not healthy. <laughs> um, we I never my my kids will ask me every once in a while, who's your favorite child, and I'm like. Well, I have a really funny answer for the question. I'm not going to tell it on air, but we don't have favorite kids, okay? Um, don't do that. It causes problems in the family. Don't even favor, uh, don't even, um, what is it, favoritism? Show favoritism towards one of your children. They pick up on it. My daughter came in the other day and she was like, Haven never gets in trouble. And I always got in trouble. The firstborn saying it to the fourthborn, and I was like, that's because dad and I have grown a lot. You know, she's not understanding why she doesn't get in trouble, but she also doesn't see how we've grown in our parenting over the last 14 years. I don't have a favorite child. Jacob did. And it was Joseph. And it was clear and it was evident. So his brothers always already hated him. And when he outed himself with the dream, his brothers immediately hated him all the more. So what they did is they took him They sold him into slavery. Now, Joseph had just outed his dream and had said, listen, you guys are going to bow down to me. And then as soon as he outed his dream, his life began to fall apart. He is taken, held captive by his brothers and sold into slavery. Okay, from slavery, he goes and he sold into Potiphar's house at Potiphar's house. He was given great favor. Um, Potiphar put him all over everything. And then he was betrayed by Potiphar. Potiphar's wife, who then transferred him um, to prison because Potiphar believed his wife and his wife said that that Joseph had tried to come on to her. And so he threw him into prison. In prison, he stayed for years. Just sat there. He had had these dreams. He had had these visions. And he just sat there. And I'm telling you what, God eventually maneuvered him to be right in front of Pharaoh in order for Pharaoh to put him in charge of everything, uh, number two, in all of Egypt. But when Joseph outed his dream, his life at that moment began to collapse. Let me submit to you, those that are listening, and you can read this story fully for yourself in Genesis 20. uh, No, in Genesis. 
which by the way, I um, encourage you to get in the word and I encourage you to, to check out the passage of scripture that I talk about. I want this year to be your year in the word of God. I want it to wash over your mind. So check it out for yourself. But when Joseph outed his dream, his life began to fall apart. It looked like God had forsaken him. It looked like God had forgotten about him. It looked like God was messing with him. And not one time in the scripture do we see Joseph shaking his fist at God and saying, why? Let me submit to you that sometimes bad things happen because God has given you a vision for your life. He has given you a dream that he is going to work through you. And in order to reposition you and maneuver you, some things have to happen so that it can put you in a place of the dream that you had in the beginning. But we don't see God like this any longer. We don't, our culture is, um, God is definitely good, but sometimes good things that come from God come in an ugly pattern package. Some of the most biggest blessings of my entire life have come in packages I never would have picked up because they were ugly, because they were dangerous, because they had a tag on them saying humility. They had a tag on them saying I'm going to increase your faith and I'm going to do it in a way that is absolutely going to have you crucify yourself. Some of the most incredible blessings God has given my life and Joseph's life was a repositioning and a maneuvering of, of things in a way that yes, we're challenging that yes, we're hard um, that, yes, uh, I'm sure caused Joseph to call on the name of the Lord even harder. But they were um, productive in this. They were moving him towards what God had for him. A couple of years ago, my husband and I bought a business and it was terrible. It was a terrible failure. It was the worst. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was terrible. We had such great dreams. <laughs> But we picked up this ugly package and it was terrible. And thank God we got rid of it a couple of years later. That package had a tag on it called failure. But what it did for me and my husband on the inside of us and our dependence on Christ for every single move prepared us for something that came a little bit later. Why did you allow this, God? We, we ask. Go ahead, ask. He can take your questions. But some of the times he is allowing these things to answer prayers and dreams and visions to manure your place in a place to, I'm so tongue-tied today, to maneuver your life in a place where you can receive them and experience them. I love this. I'm feeling the Lord on this. I want to read uh, Genesis 50. 
This is, of course, after Joseph is made second in command of um, all of Israel. Uh, uh, oh, my goodness, Dan. <laughs> I'm struggling today. Egypt. Egypt. You guys, bear with me. It's the first time that I've recorded this year. I want to read this passage of, of scripture. I got to get like the Christmas out of me and like, you know, the celebrations and the new year. I'm working the kinks out over here. Okay. Um, but Genesis 50, we see this is post him um, being set in command. This is post his brothers coming to him and actually him visualize him seeing with his own eyes, his brothers. Uh, asking for help. I mean, it's so interesting if you read Joseph's story, especially in this part, when he, when he recognized it was his brothers that came to him, he left the throne room or wherever it was that he was sitting and he ran away and he sobbed. He sobbed so loudly. Um, and I just think that that is so incredibly interesting because he had been through so much. God had maneuvered him so much. I wonder if sometimes he thought, I wonder if that dream is ever going to come true. And here he is standing, sitting in front of his brothers who are coming to him to ask for help. But this is post all that. In Genesis 50, it says this, thus his sons did for him. This is after the death of his father, Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. Thus his sons did for him as he had charged them for his sons carried him to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave of the field of Machpelah. Uh, they're carrying uh, uh, Jacob to, to bury him. Which Abraham had brought along with the field for a burial site from Ephraim the Hittite. After he had buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt, he and his brothers, and all who had gone up with him to bury his father. So here they're at a, a circumstance that is, um, you know, they're, they're in a season of mourning. They're in a season of greeting, they, uh, grieving. They just buried their father. Verse 15 says this, uh, Genesis 50, 15. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said to themselves, what if Joseph bears a grudge against us? And pays us back in full for all the wrong which we did to him. What if he pays us back in full? Dad's not here anymore. He can't protect us anymore. Joseph fully has the power to come down hard on us. He could definitely pay us in full for all of the horrible things that we did to him, like selling him into slavery, telling our dad that he was dead. He can do that. He has the power. My has the power changed. So they sent a message to Joseph saying, your father charged before he died saying, thus you shall say to Joseph, please forgive, I beg you, the transition of your brothers and their sin, for they did you wrong. And now, please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers, this is Genesis 50, 18. Then his brothers came also and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. And this is the verse I wanted to camp on. But Joseph said to them, 
do not be afraid. For am I not in God's place? Do not be afraid of me because you think I'm going to hold against you all the terrible things that you did to me. For am I not in God's place? Now, the next verse is very famous. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people alive. Therefore, verse 21, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. So he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. I want to camp on this. Do not be afraid. For am I not in God's place? Sometimes we can shake our fist at God and we can say, God, why did you allow this? Why did you allow this to happen to my family or my marriage or my child? And listen, I'm not, I, there's been horrible things that have happened in my life where I, I literally could not understand. And here's the thing. It's not our job to understand. Our job is to trust God's hand. Our job is to trust in the stability of a sovereign God who will work all for our good and his glory to those who are called according to his purpose. Joseph understood in that moment. He was not saying, oh, that's okay, no problem. He knew that what they did was wrong, what they did to him. But he also understood the greatest purpose in all of that. It was to reposition him. For God to reposition him and put him exactly where he needed to be to do what? It says right here. To preserve, verse 20, many people alive. If it wasn't for Joseph's interpretation of Pharaoh's dream, many, because no one else could interpret it. If you read the story and you can do it for yourself, no one else could interpret it except for Joseph. Joseph single-handedly because of the power of the spirit working inside of him was able to save who even knows how many people from the um, drought that was coming. And those people included his own family that hurt him. He understood that there was something greater at stake. Yes, of course he could forgive. You know why? Because his perspective was different. So those of you that are crying out to God right now, and I do not say this lightly, I'm telling you right now, I know that some of the things that God asks us to walk through are incredibly challenging. They're incredibly difficult. I'm not minimizing any of it. I know the pain of the loss of a loved one. I know what abuse feels like. I know what betrayal feels like. I know what failure feels like. I get it. I am right there with you. But can we not just for a second, you guys, Lift our eyes and stand on the scripture and stand on the shoulders of the faith of Joseph that says, am I not in God's place? In this moment, I want you to trust the God that has brought this thing to you. Trust 
that he is putting you in the place that maybe you even prayed for years ago. He does his he he does things his way. He does things the way he wants to. He knows what needs to be strengthened in us. I want you to change your perspective. And not say, why did this happen to us? To me, I want you to change your perspective. And I want you to say, I trust, Lord, that you are maneuvering me into the exact place that you want me in order to preserve many lives. I'm telling you right now, I shook my head at, hand at the Lord 20-some years ago. And now I can look back and I can say, I needed, I needed to come through so now I can minister to people in domestic violence situations. I know what it's like to be at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the barrel. I know what it's like to find my one hope is in Jesus. And I know sitting at 10 years today that God has worked through our ministry to encourage others. Am I not? In God's place, Joseph said, I pray that your perspective is changed. It is enlightened and encouraged. I love you guys. I'll catch you right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Mile Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.